Hello, welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for you. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're talking about Matthew's chapter 10. Matthew's chapter 10. Well, thank you for returning to the podcast. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to go ahead and say a little prayer. Our Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us to truly understand your word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, uh, to guide us, to comfort us, to redirect us, conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so uh, today, like I said, we're going to talk about Matthew's chapter 10, and so let's go ahead and just dive right in. Matthew's chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called to him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirit, cast them out to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the name of the twelve apostles are these. First one is Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas is Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go, go and not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any of the cities of Samaria, you enter you not, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you receive, freely you give. Okay, so if you notice that when he started in chapter verse five, chapter 10, verse 5, and he says, Go not into the way of the Gentiles or any into the cities of Samaria. Enter you not, but rather go into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the Jewish people, were the first people that were offered uh, salvation. And because they didn't accept their salvation and they didn't accept the king that God gave them, and the, they turned away from God or Jesus, then uh, that opened the door for us Gentiles. So yeah, it's it's uh, nice that the we have that offer of salvation given to us. It's something that is greatly appreciated. Okay, so uh, where was I? Okay, so you know he's telling them uh, go out and do all these uh, miracles and heal people and cast out devils and freely you receive and freely you give. And then we go on and says, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass for your purse nor script for your journey. A script means a bag, like a provision bag. Neither two coats, neither shoes, uh, nor yet a staff, for the workman is worthy of his food. He's saying, you know, uh, like the Israels, uh, when they were in the desert for 40 years, they relied on God and God fed them. So that's what he's asking to, asking his disciples to do is to don't take anything that you need, any supplies or anything like that. Don't run out and buy a staff. If you already have a staff, take it with you, but don't run out and buy a staff to take this journey. Just go. Just go and, and God will provide everything you, you need as you go along the route. And whatever city or town you shall enter, inquire who is in there worthy and if they abide till you go from there. So he says, when you go into a town, ask around. Say, who, who you know, who heard about uh, uh, Jesus, and who's open to the uh, the message and and the gospel? And this, some people will say, yeah, I, I'm interested in hearing about that. And other people will say, no. So he's saying, find the people that are interested in uh, salvation and and seek after those people. And when you come into a house, salute it, greet it. 
And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return to you. So he's saying, when you come up to a house, say, let peace be on this home. Whenever you shall receive, uh, whoever shall not receive you, or nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake the dust off of your feet. That's what the Jewish people used to do when they would travel from their Jewish uh, towns and they would go in, they had business or something they had to do, and they went into like these other towns that were non-Jewish towns. So they were basically pagan towns. And so before they would come back and step foot on Jerusalem, they would shake the dust off their feet because they didn't want that uh, pagans association coming on their feet the dust or anything so they would shake their their feet so that's a sign of saying that you're a pagan so when you uh, depart from that house shake dust off your feet basically call them a bunch of pagans truly i say to you it shall be more tolerable for the land of sodom and gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city for the, for that city so what he's saying Right there, if if the apostles, if the disciples were to take the message of salvation to Sodom and Gomorrah, then those towns would have repented of their uh, sinful uh, sinful lifestyles. And behold, I send forth you as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you there wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So he's saying, you know, he knows that the world is a dangerous place for a Christian and it's dangerous for his disciples, and he knows what's going to happen to his disciples. Oh, where was that? <clears throat> and he says, be as wise as a serpent. Okay, a wise as a serpent. Well, he's saying the serpents are not intelligent, but what they're what wise about a serpent is when a serpent realizes there's danger in the immediate area, they leave. They get out of the danger zone and, and go. So he's saying when you see danger coming or you feel like you're in danger, you need to go. And harmless as dubs. He's saying innocent as dubs. So you're not supposed to react in a violent way. You know, use your intelligence to get out of your, your predicament and not violence or danger or violence or aggression to get out of your danger. So harmless as dubs. Think before you leave. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to counsel, and they shall scourge you in their synagogues. And they shall bring you before governors and kings for my sake, and for a testimony against them in the Gentiles. Okay, so before we go any further, I got how the apostles died. So Peter, where he died it was in Rome... And uh, it was Nero was the guy in charge. When he died, he died and crucified head down at his request. So they crucified Peter upside down. Andrew, where he died, was in Greece, Essex, Greece. Severely scourged and tied by ropes on an X-shaped cross where he hung for two days before dying. So James died in Jerusalem under Herod, and they threw him in a boiling oil. 
unharmed and died. He they threw him in a boiling oil, but he was unharmed and he died of natural causes in uh, 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 Ephesus. Uh, <laughs> what is it? It's not Ephesus. Ephesians. Ephesians. And then John, he died. Oh, okay. Ephesians. So it was James that died in Ephesians. He was uh, thrown in a boiling oil, but he was unharmed, and he died of natural causes later. And then John died in Jerusalem under Herod, and then he was beheaded by a sword. And Philip's uh, hired Topolis in Syria, and he was crucified. Bartholomew was in India. He was beaten, uh, flayed, and crucified head down. Thomas was in Greece. They uh, see lacerated by idolatrous priests and burned, burned up in an oven. They burned him in the oven. Matthew was in Ethiopia. He was axed to death with a high bird, something. And James was in Jerusalem, and they threw down from the temple tower. He was thrown down from the temple tower and not died, uh, so they clubbed him to death. And he was about 97 when they clubbed him to death. Thaddeus was in Greece, and they crucified him. Simon was in Europe. They crucified him. Judas Iscariot uh, committed suicide and hung himself. Uh, Mattis, uh, he was stoned and beheaded, and then Paul was beheaded. So pretty much what Jesus was saying all, all came true. So they said, but when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you should speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you should speak. So he's saying, you know, don't worry about, go in there with the blank mind. Why? For in for it is not you that speaks, that the Holy Spirit of the Father which speaks in you. So whenever you get them put in a situation, clear your mind and go into a blank mind because it will be the Holy Spirit that helps you in that situation. And then he gets kind of prophetic. He says, the brother shall deliver up the brother to death. Now, you probably know some news reports or something where you've heard about a brother killing another brother. So that does happen in our time. And here's another one. The father and the child, and the child shall rise up against their parents. The father, the child, and the child. See, the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child. Okay, so the father will kill the children. And so we've had that. That's uh, uh, Christopher Watts. I think he killed his two daughters and stuffed them in uh, oil drums and buried his wife out there in the oil site. And then the children should rise up against their parents. Well, we have seen that too in Oklahoma. In uh, Broken Arrow, the Beber boys killed their entire family. And they shall cause to be put to death. So, you know, this happens. This is happening right now as we're living. Then he goes on and says, And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. You know, he's kind of talking to his disciples, but he also knows, Jesus knows that this is going to be written down. 
and that people in the future are going to read it. And this is also directed at Christians, you know. All, uh, you know, some of us are going to get killed. Some of us are going to be martyred, you know. Some of us are hated because we're Christians. It said, so, you know, if you be hated for my sake, endure to the end shall be saved. But when, the per- when they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For truly I say to you, it shall not have gone over to sit. You shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man become become. So he's saying, but when you show when you when they persecute you, flee to a city, and then you flee to another city. For truly I say to you, you shall not uh, finish this. You know, go into all these Jewish cities before the Son of Man comes. So you know, he's also talking about us in the future, like I said. And in 24, the disciples is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciples that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. So he's saying, you know, you're, Jesus is our master and our king and our, our Lord, and we should, we should emulate him, is what he's saying. And then he's saying, if they call the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household. Okay, so what that means, if they call the master of the household Beelzebub, how much more shall they call him uh, them of his own household? Okay, when see, when Jesus was going around uh, doing the miracles and cleansing the leper, causing the blind to see, uh, healing the sick, raising the dead, when he was doing that, the Pharisees and the scribes were screaming out, Oh, he's doing that through the power of Beelzebub. He's a devil. Remember that part when it's like, uh, when Jesus said, "Well, if Satan can't if a house divided can't stand against itself, you know, it's going to fall." And so, <clears throat> when he says this, if they called the master of the house Beelzebub, so he's referring back to, "Hey, remember when they called me the devil when I was doing these miracles? How much more shall they call them of his household?" You know, what they're going to call you some pretty vicious names, too. If they were calling me the devil, they're going to call you some names, too. But listen, fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hidden that shall not be known. So he's saying, even though they do these things, all this is going to be accounted for. All this is going to be accounted for. And when I tell you in darkness that you speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear that you preach upon the housetops. Okay, so what I tell you in darkness, see right now, me and you are having this conversation. You got your earbuds in or you got your headphones in. And only me and you are having this conversation. You're, you're, you're hearing it. So that's in darkness. So what you hear in darkness, you speak in the light. So you hear something from the podcast. It makes sense to you. You share it with somebody else. It brings joy to their heart. Bam. You did just that. You tell what's in darkness that you speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear that you preach upon the housetops. That's me. When I'm in church and I hear the preacher talking and he says something, then, you know, that's what I share on the podcast. So we're, you know, that's, that's that verse actually in true form as it's working right now. And fear them not, which that can kill the body, and not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both body, both soul and body in hell. 
So fear God because he can destroy your body and soul. Nobody else can. And uh, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. So he's saying, fear not, for there, for therefore you are worth more valuable than many sparrows. He's saying, you know, fear God, because he's the one that can kill the body and the soul. And then he says, you know, even the sparrows, when one drops out of the tree, it's by God's consent. He's aware of everything, even a sparrow that dies and falls to the ground, God's aware of it and allows it. But the hairs of your head are all numbered. He said, your days are numbered. He knows how long you're going to do, what you're going to do, how many days you got to do whatever you need to do. And, it, you know, like the disciples, their job is not going to be cut short because God needs them to go from point A to point B. And there's no way that nobody can stop that. Same thing for you. When you get on your, your walk with God and he needs you to go somewhere, you're going to go. There's nothing that's going to stop it. Wherefore, or whoever therefore shall confess me before men, I will confess him also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whoever shall deny me before men... Him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Okay. Like I said, you know, you can audibly say, you know, I don't I don't believe in God, I don't believe in Jesus, and go down that path. But you can also actively, in an everyday life, deny Jesus by living a life without Christ. And you, if you go down that road of living a life without having a relationship with Jesus, then you're denying him. You, you don't have to actually say anything. You're, you're, you're living a lifestyle that, that denies Christ. Think not that I come to send peace on the earth. I've come not to send peace, but a sword. He's saying division. He, he didn't come to send peace on the earth. I am come to set a man at variance or conflict against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be they of his own household. So when you accept that salvation, and you accept salvation, and you start following Jesus Christ, and you start taking things out of your life, you know, you might lose some family and friends over it, because they liked, the, they liked you just the way you were, you know, they, they thought you were fine, they didn't know you was lost, and that you needed help, they thought you were just fine, so they like you just the way you are, but when you go to changing your life and cleaning yourself up, you're going to lose some people along the way. And that's what he's saying. He that loves the father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loves the son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He that takes not his cross and not follow after me is not worthy of me. You know, you got to uh, follow Christ and, and love Christ more than anything in this world. Because he, he saved you from hellfire. He that loses, he that finds... His life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He's saying, you know, if you receive, if you accept a, a Christian into your home or you help somebody out or you, you do right with the Christian, then you're, you're not only doing right by that person, but it's also Jesus and the Father. And he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. 
So you're going to receive a reward of a profit. He that receiveth a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever shall give the drink of these little ones a cup of cold water, only in thy name of the disciples, truly I say thee, he shall no wise lose his inheritance. Is a reward. Uh, we finally get down to the end of chapter 10. Our next chapter is going to be chapter 11. And so when we was going through, uh, I noticed that there's a lot of fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. So remember that, you know, don't fear, don't live in fear. We have a coronavirus out there now that uh, a lot of people are running around in, in fear of. But, you know, if, if God wanted you to have the coronavirus, he would give you the coronavirus. God doesn't want you to have the coronavirus. You're probably not going to get the coronavirus. You know, even, even if you do get the coronavirus, God's already worked out a plan for you to overcome the coronavirus and go on down the road. So don't worry about it. Don't live in fear. You know, live your life unto the Lord. And everything else will be accounted to you. Okay, so I got a call to action. Uh, sign up for the prayer list today. And if you'd like a sticker, leave me an email with your mailing address. And I'll send you a sticker. Uh, I would like you to start your own prayer list. Write out names of people you love and care about. And start praying for them and keeping track on them. Okay, I'll go ahead and do the prayer of salvation. Uh, dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. And I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins, wash me clean, and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me, make me a new person, help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, if you're lost and you want to turn your life over to Christ, make that statement of faith, say your prayer of salvation. And uh, start reading your Bible, start going to church, and start repenting from your old life because that old life goes nowhere. Okay, so I'd like to invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning at 11 Central Standard Time. And again at 6.30 Sunday night. And again Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you do come, would you put in the comment section that you're from the podcast? Okay, and now I'm asking if you'd like to donate to the church, South Heights Baptist Church. There's now a donate link in the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers, but he loved us too. Uh, Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.